And and the fact that this 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 woman that picked me up to bring me here gets to see the change in me every single day and has for the past 82 days. And, 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 you know, it's hard for me to see the progress. It's easy for other people to see the progress, you know, and, uh, me and her are best friends, like best friends now. Is there anyone out there? From darkness to life contains the real stories of individuals who found their way out of the darkness caused by mental health challenges and substance abuse. If these stories resonate with you and you or someone you love need help and don't know where to turn, Our Collective Journey is here for you. Please reach out when you're ready to ourcollectivejourney.ca or on Facebook at Our Collective Journey. Hello everybody, Damien Davis with Our Collective Journey here for a From Darkness to Life podcast brought to you from the Plugged In Media Network in Medicine Hat. Also our you know, title sponsor for season three of the From Darkness to Life podcast is Nicole Davis Realtor. You can find Nicole at www.nicoledavisrealtor.com. Our guest this week again is Dustin, um, who's going to continue on with his story. Uh, Dustin, how are you? Amazing. Blessed. Amazing. Yeah. Blessed to be here. Yeah. So in part one of our podcast, if you haven't heard it, um, hit stop right now, go back, listen to part one, uh, before you listen to Dustin's, uh, road to recovery in part two of this podcast. Uh, last week when we left off Dustin, you had just moved to Grand Prairie and you had said life had gotten. Life got a lot worse. A lot worse. A, yeah. It took a turn for the worst next two or three months or, uh, probably the worst months I've had in my life. Let's pick it up where we left off. Um, so then I get a job to go up to Grand Prairie. Mind you, I got no program. I've got two months of sobriety, <laughs> but I got no program. I'm still living off of self-will. Yep. You know, I'm still living off of self-reliance, my my morals, my values, what I think's right goes. Um, and it's going good. Like I'm still on top. Like you know, at these points, at this point, when I do surrender at that, you know, at that point, God's there. He does. You know, He lifts His children up. He's lifting me up. He's He's there, and I'm having a great time. But then I, you know stinking thinking starts going again and it's thinking oh it'll be different this time man you can you know all these guys around your crew they're all doing it you can do it and i go out to the bar one night and uh i met a crack dealer and uh so for the next three months i spent 700 to 1200 dollars a day smoking crack going to work driving drugs around after work and hanging out with this guy you know, um, and that's what I did. Uh, I'd spend 15 to 30 days up at a time, no food, no nothing. There's times that I'd be sitting in the, you know, in the closet, smoking it in the dark, thinking people after me, you know, and, and then I was homeless. I got kicked out of that house and now I'm homeless. So for the next, so this was in September. And so I get a new job in Drayton Valley and I get fired from that job because I couldn't show up to work for five days straight in a row since my first day. I was late every single day. Um, and then, so after that, I'm homeless now. I'm living out of my car, you know, and I go to Edmonton. I'm living out of my car in Edmonton. I'm using this, this, another friend of mine that I had. I'm using her for a place to stay, using her for money, using her for food. Um, and hanging out at the most sordid places on earth, hanging out at trap houses, hanging out with 
with people that are not good people, um, stealing, you know, and doing things that I've never, ever done in my life that I've never visioned I'd ever be there. Um, and then, but I'm in the meantime, like I'm listening to this cool cat, Chris R he's cool cat, Chris R and, you know, and it's coming home. Something's hitting home. It's like, where's this message? Where's this message? Why can't I get this message? Where's this? Why can't I have this? You know, he's talking about a recovered alcoholic, recovered, recovered. Well, I want to recover. I don't want to feel like this anymore. I don't want to live like this anymore. I don't want to be homeless. I don't want to, I want my daughter back in my life, you know, because I haven't seen my daughter since July and I, I, I haven't seen my family. I want my family back. I, I want, I want me back. You know, I want, I want me. I'm tired of living like this. I'm tired of living in the dumpsters, being homeless, you know? And I ended up in Red Deer. And I, the night after in my second DUI. Um, I took him enough drugs that you could have probably tranquilized a horse. You know, I wanted to check out. I was done with life. I'm done. And, uh, you know, I took a whole bottle of prescriptions and just tried to check out and then the next day I woke up with no effects nothing just a dry mouth and right at that point I realized like oh my god you know like a normal person anybody would have died with what you just took um if not they should have been hospitalized for a very long time um and I had nothing wrong so I prayed to god and I just said I'm done I've tried this sober and I've tried this drunk and I've fucked it up every single way. Uh, I've been angry, resentful my whole life. I've hated people my whole life. I want to show love, compassion. I want to do whatever's in that big book. I want the message Chris R has been saying to me. I want that now. I don't have time or else I'm going to die. I don't have time for this. I said, I will do whatever you say and I will surrender today. I will do whatever's in that book but you have to take care of my house, my job, my finances, my relationships. You decide who's in my life. You take care of it because I'm done running the show. I'm sitting in a crack house. I'm terrified of needles and I'm putting needles up my arm and I'm smoking crack and I don't want this anymore and I want to die and I want to live. And those are the thoughts going through my head, you know, and I, uh, I get this call from the same woman in medicine hat that I told, just told you the story about yeah. this beautiful, loving woman. I told her I need help. She packs up her beautiful kids and drives five hours, 10 hours, <laughs> five hours, one way, five hours, one way yeah, to come get me and to bring me back to medicine hat, you know? And, uh, I spent my last $200 you know, I, I told her I'd give her gas money. I spent my last $200. I couldn't do it. I needed crack, you know, and, uh, I said, God, this better be the last time. You know, I said, this is, this, I better get to medicine hat and this better be it. Well, I get to medicine hat and the sponsor, I got a new sponsor in Edmonton and like, we've been on step one for two months. You know what I mean? And I'm living in my problem still, but I get to medicine hat. And the moment I pull into the city, like it was nighttime, but there was just this, and I'm crying, I'm weeping, I'm, but there's just this voice that said, you'll be fine. You're going to be okay. This is where you need to be. 
this is where you're supposed to be right here right now. And this is where you'll get sober. And uh, that was October 16th of 2022. And I haven't had a drink since. You know, um, my one sponsor in Edmonton, or the sponsor that I had in Edmonton, he wanted me to go to detox, wanted me to go to treatment, wanted me to do all these things, you know. Um, and I get to detox in Medicine Hat. And I remember, I remember I was so uncomfortable on my own skin getting to Medicine Hat. And I remember going into a Saturday. I walked, my first ever meeting was a Saturday 12-step meeting. And I walk in there and there is this man who uh, introduced himself as a recovered alcoholic and he's he's like happy joyous and free and this guy is like pumped up he's on fire like like this guy and i'm like there's just a thought you're home you are home you don't have to do this anymore alone and that it didn't clue into me you know and so two weeks go by and like that was my first ever like i wanted what that man had you know and so Tuesday, that following Tuesday or two, yeah, the following Tuesday, I go into uh, detox Well, I'm there four hours and I'm uncomfortable, irritable, discontent, and I don't want to be there. I want, and they're telling me that I can't, I won't have an A, I won't have a meeting for eight days that I'm in there. There'll be no meetings. And I'm like, I can't do this. I need, there's a voice in me that says, you need to get out of here. You need a meeting. You need a better sponsor. You need a new sponsor. Well, I walk into a two that night. I left detox that day, the same day. Yeah. Went into the Tuesday night big book study, and walked right up into. Uh, I walked into there, and I had a man who loved me enough to tell me the truth, you know. And here's the God part of it. My sponsor, my sponsor's sponsor. So my lineage. My sponsor's sponsor's sponsor is Chris R. <laughs> you know. Um, I asked God that I needed to recover from this stupid illness, from this, from this, from this seemingly hopeless state of mind and body to recover from my anxiety, depression. I wanted all of it gone. And he took me there, you know, he, he, he put me in the lineage <laughs> that I kept hearing, you know, and that was, you know, um, and that's amazing. I, 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 I honestly believe that, you know, and now today. Let's talk about today. Um, these twelve-step principles that I work, there's promises in every single one of them, and every one of them have come true. Um, I just want to tell you a little bit about where I'm at. I'm fifty. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to give some financial things. Um, I'm roughly about fifty to fifty-five thousand dollars in debt. I have no job right now. Like I have a job where I'm shoveling snow, you know. So it's on call. Um, um, my uh, my EI just ran out. I. I don't know when I'm going to find work. Um, I don't own anything. I have a DUI. I don't know when I'm going to get my license back. You know, I don't know if I'm even going to get insurance. Um, like there's all these things, but yet there's no worry about them. This is the first time in 28 years that I have a calm mind. I have a peace of mind and it's, it's a beautiful thing. Like I, I care about so many people. I care about you. Like I care about others, you know? And, and the fact that this, 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 this woman that picked me up to bring me here gets to see the change in me every single day and has for the past 80 day, 82 days. And, 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 you know, it's hard for me to see the progress 
it's easy for other people to see the progress, you know? And uh, me and her are best friends, like best friends now, right now. And, uh, and it's, you know, I can't even imagine that. Like me and her have been through the worst of the worst. We, uh, you know, I put her through the ringer. I, I hurt that girl physically, emotionally. I, you know, I, I did time for that. You know, I, I, I did all these things and hurt this girl. And yet there's nothing but a smile on her face when she sees me now. You know, there's nothing but great conversations. You know, I'm a role model to her kids now. I'm, <laughs> I'm useful. You know, I'm useful to myself and I'm useful to others. Um, God demonstrates through me what he can do, you know? And it's just the simple, simple things is um, I wake up every day and when I get out of bed, I turn my will and my life over to the God of my understanding, you know? Um, my God, I like to call it, is the gift of desperation. And without that, I wouldn't be sober today. Um, I was told that my 12 steps, this isn't a religious program. And it's not, it's very spiritual, very, very spiritual, very spiritual. Um, I just believe that there's somebody running the show and I'm not anymore. And when I do that, when I don't run the show, the show seems to be running smooth, you know, and it's crazy how that works, you know, um, like there's just, there's things, there's a fire in me to help people that are suffering there's a fire in me to help people that with with mental illness there's a fire in me to to share my experience strength and hope um this honesty that i have in my life is never like i just don't want to understand where this is coming from like all these god-given abilities are are, are being given to me because i never used to be like this you know and you can ask anybody that has traveled through my life i was the most angriest selfish self-centered resentful greediest lust envy any of those bad character defects that was me you know and to this day today i can sit here and tell you that i love you and i care about you it doesn't matter if you're my enemy or my friend or if i just know you're you're a stranger i'm gonna do whatever i can if you need help i will be there for you and i'm gonna go to any length to make sure you get that help um life is amazing and i don't even have anything you know i don't even own anything i don't have anything all i have is a peace of mind and a serenity and a calmness of my mind Prior to, prior to being sober, uh, I was never a man of my word and I could never form a relationship. The only thing that matters to me nowadays to this day is, is, is my word and in, in relationships right now. And, you know, I'll be forever grateful to God and the fellowship of the 12th of, of the program that I'm in because I couldn't do this alone, you know, and you don't have to do this alone. And I didn't realize that, you know, I, uh, I very much depend on the people that are close to me. I depend on, on, on this, you know, on this big book and, and my way of living. And, you know, there is help out there and, you know, there's, there's hope, you know, and that's, that's what I want to share is hope. You know, the person I am today, I could, you know, I, I, if you would have told me, I told God and I said to him, I said, you know, I'll try this for a year. I'll do whatever the book says, you know, but if nothing changes, I'm going to go back out. Uh, if you would have told me I am the way I am right now in 82 days, you know, I would have told you you're full of shit. You know, I would have, I would have lied to you. I said, I would have told you there's no way you can have a profound change of personality change. There's no way, there's no way you can find who you truly are, you know, and you can, you can, and I have, and I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, no, uh. 
you know, I didn't say a lot throughout your entire share, but it was everything that you were talking about was me. You know, I, I didn't realize how similar our stories were. Right. Um, but what I did know was that when I met you at that meeting, you know, four weeks ago, the connection that you and I would have was because of our higher powers. And I knew right away that whatever you had gone through and where you were at now was all about being of service, all about taking all of that pain and that suffering and that trauma that we had experienced. And instead of seeing it as like, why me? We turn it into, yeah. Okay. What can I do with that to help the next person coming up yeah. behind me? Right. So as you're sharing, what I'm hearing is like, as a teen, as, as teenagers or people that are listening to this, that are young people who are hearing about, you know, the weed and the, and the booze, that's the thing that's masking this anger. And there's, you know, the resentment and, and maybe if you're feeling that, you know, take a look at it, you know, maybe that's also your story. And then taking, you know, finding cocaine and, and then that just allows me to drink more and how that enhanced my life. I thought it did until it didn't. Right. Yeah. Um, and how I was drawing into my life, the people that were just like me hurting people that were also utilizing substance, you know, for as their solution. Right. I wasn't drawing into my life, a ton of loving, caring people. I was drawing into people that were also suffering, but I also had all these amazing people who loved me and I still have good relationship with, even though I shouldn't. Right. Yeah. Um, how I've been given this gift of, you know, medicine had is a little pocket of real recovery where people are getting well, not getting good. You know, I always thought I was a bad person trying to get well. I was sick, you know, and I was just trying to get well. And when I heard and was able to hear a message, um, like you heard, and I was able to take some steps and take some action how quickly my life turned around and I can see that in you like very quickly in my life within 50 days, I was a, I was a different man. You know, I yeah. was, I had purpose and my purpose was to use all of that shit that had happened throughout my life that I'd created, you know? Yes, but yeah, that's why, yeah, that's why I said like, I don't want to blame anybody for, yeah. for, 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 you know, um, yes, people are human. You know, we, we hurt people, we make mistakes, you know? Um, I take full blame for every relationship, every, every wrong mistake, fault that I've done. And that's, and I get to do that by making amends, you know? Yeah. And, and that's it. It's, you know, the chaos that we created and that was just where we thrived for a long time. You know, I get to live life a little bit differently. And, you know, something that really resonated with me was when you were talking about like, how do I wrong these rights to all these amazing women that I've had in my life? And then I think about your daughter and then I think about, how you get to now be so open and so honest and so vulnerable that hopefully other young men, other men can see through your experience that it's not okay. You know, that it's not right and that they can maybe get help before it gets to that yeah, point. Right. Well, exactly. And you're making that living a man to your daughter where, if we keep on this path, we won't treat people that way, especially the people that we love. Right. Mm -hmm. And maybe your daughter, daughter will see that she doesn't have to put herself there, that she can 
you know she can set boundaries so she yeah. can have those boundaries you know and, and she can she can be alert when, when when danger starts to arise you know yeah and then you know that change is possible that growth is possible that what you know i i i selfishly think about my three young sons and you know i never had that model of uh that a man can be a warrior but can also be vulnerable and open and honest right it was you know i have to be tough i have to fucking hurt you before you can hurt me. I have to keep my walls up. I got to have my, yeah. all that shit. And I went through hell to get to where I'm at. But what I've learned is that I'm more powerful in my vulnerability than I ever was when I was stoic and closed off. Right. And I want to model that for my kids. I want them to see their dad as somebody who's not a pushover. I'm a warrior but I'm a warrior for good. I'm a warrior for the person that doesn't have a voice yet. I'm a warrior because of my experience and I can share openly and honestly about who I am, you know, and in sobriety, I still struggle, but drinking and drugging doesn't ever become an option anymore. Yeah. 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 You yeah. know, I have this awareness of how I'm supposed to live and how I'm supposed to live was taught to me by somebody that's actually lived in my shoes. And that's pretty cool. Right that they understand the pain and the sorrow and the trauma and the blame and the shame. And they didn't judge me. They just said, Hey, let me show you a few things in this book. I'll teach you how to get spiritually well. And when I got spiritually well, all right, kick me out the door and say, go find somebody to help. Yes. And yes. I, and uh, that's what I find it. That's, that's, that's how I feel it should be. You know, I, uh, I just find there's a lot of mixed messages. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of mixed messages that saying, you know, take your time. And for me, I'm very impatient in my experience. I'm very impatient. So I need relief now, you know, I needed relief now. And when I did some more reading and I did some more, you know, into the founders of my program, you know, they had their experience, their spiritual awakening, nine and 14 days, you know, and that's what I wanted. you know, I wanted the relief now. And, uh, <laughs> what an amazing journey. Like here, what I thought was going to be a lot of work. Like being out there was a lot of work. Like that was a lot of work. What I'm doing now daily, it doesn't even feel like work. Like it doesn't even feel like work at all. It, 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 it feels like a way of, feels like life. It feels like living. It feels like what I'm destined to do. It feels like it's free. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We're not tied to, substance we're not tied to anger we're not tied to shame we're not tied to those things we don't close the door on them because that helps me be relatable to the next person who's suffering and going through those things right? exactly but what how i live today is one of calmness i was thinking about you this morning i, I was up making pancakes with my kids and and uh you know i'm just smiling <laughs> i'm smiling for no other reason than I'm grateful that I'm alive, that I'm a grateful that I get to make pancakes with these three little boys, that I get to come here and share this experience with you, knowing that this was my higher powers plan. This is the plan all along. And here I am smiling. <laughs> I couldn't believe the smile. Like it's, it, I was so just grace filled. And for a long time, that was not me, right? And it's just to be around people that are living their true authentic selves in service of others is a 
pretty cool place to be at yeah. 45 years old, right? And uh, I wouldn't change one scenario uh, in my life because I wouldn't be sitting here with you today just sharing, you know, our experience, right? You know, I have a, I have a similar story of that on the way to work today too. You know, we were listening, you know, me and the wonderful woman I was sharing about, we were listening to, uh, to your, to your story on the way here and her mom called and, you know, she's just having a conversation with the little one in the back, you know, with, with the, with this, with the, with the little boy and same thing. I caught myself just sitting there smiling just for the fact that it is such beautiful to watch a grandma and the, and you know, the grandson have that communication, you know, it's, you know, and loving communication, like, you know, and to see the growth in somebody, you know, it's, I never seen that in anybody and ever before. Yeah. I never noticed those things, you know, you know, the other day I'm sitting there and, you know, blowing snow at and at the airport and here there's, there's a family in the airport and I'm just sitting there watching. And uh, what I'm thinking is, is, you know, I didn't know the whole scenario, but what it looked like is it looked like the, uh, you know, the one was going off to college in the States or something, you know, and the younger sister was there. Well, the one who was going off to wherever she was going, gave the one a hug and I smiled. And then she let go. She was just about to leave, but then ran back and gave her a second hug. You know, and that moment right there when I was watching just made me smile. And for some reason, you know, I just thought it was just so beautiful. You know, I would have never, ever, you know, in my addiction and and my anger and resentments, never thought that would be. I wouldn't have even gave that a thought, (laughs) you know, and that's amazing. Yeah. We've learned how to live in the moment, How how to appreciate life. And not just exist, you know, uh, when I first met you, Dustin, I could tell that you were thriving and this is where we are supposed to live. We're supposed to live with this optimism and this enthusiasm and this, this zest for life. Yeah. And that's what this program, a 12 step program has taught me. And, um, you know, final thoughts on like all of this, any advice for anybody that's out there that might hear this, that's suffering, that's kind of thinking, you know, I, I don't know why I'm so angry. I don't know why why I can't stop doing what I'm doing. Just know that there's a way out and just, you don't have to suffer anymore. You know, I spent so long thinking that I was going to spend the rest of my life suffering and you don't have to, you know, I, uh, I just hope that my story gives hope, you know, and, um, there's a way out. There is, um, for anybody dealing with anger, resentments, you know, hating the world, homicidal, suicidal thoughts, I just ask that you reach out, you know, don't do this alone. I tried doing it alone for 28 years and, um, I'm glad I'm so grateful, not glad I'm grateful today that, you know, I'm able to be alive, to share my experience, strength and hope with you, because a lot of people don't get to be it don't get to do that a lot of people die before they get to where i'm at because this disease kills you know and i care so much about each and every one of you that i don't want to see you die i want to see you live and i want to see you live with a purposeful life yeah yeah thanks dustin uh amazing share open honest vulnerable um and like Dustin said, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're suffering, 
if you if you think you want to live differently uh if you think that the pain in you is something that you're only experiencing like dustin said you're not alone um we at our collective journey and many other people in 12-step program are are there to to support you and help you and guide you um reach out um your life can change and your life can change quickly uh dustin is a prime example of that 82 days sober and on fire you know uh yeah thank you man thank Um, you you know from the plugged in media network uh this is a from darkness to life podcast sponsored by nicole davis realtor uh find her at www.nicoledavisrealtor.com uh or text me and i'll get you her number (laughs) with that dustin uh you know thanks again uh thanks to the guys here at plugged in for all that they do and uh yeah. No, I'm grateful for the opportunity to be able to speak and share my experience, strength, and hope. And I really appreciate the invite to be on here. Yeah, man. I think, uh, I don't think I know. I know that your story is going to resonate and people will reach out. And uh, I look forward, you know, to supporting you and being supported by you in this journey uh, as we continue to make this little corner of, of Southern Alberta a recovery hub uh, while spreading a message of hope. Uh, to a more vaster a vaster audience so yes uh yeah with that uh i don't really know how you close out podcasts but uh we're out have a great day from darkness to life is an our collective journey podcast these are the true stories of struggles and triumphs against addiction and mental health challenges if these stories resonate with you and you or someone you love need help and don't know where to turn our collective journey is here for you Please consider supporting OCJ by visiting ourcollectivejourney.ca and clicking donate. All proceeds go to supporting the health and wellness of people in our community. Hosted by members of Our Collective Journey. Produced by Rob Pape. Engineered, edited, and directed by Dave Cruikshank. From Darkness to Life is a plugged-in media network exclusive. Thank you for listening.